You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. This morning, I'm going to talk about it's your time. It is your time. It is your time. It is your time. Uh, I think that's the title of it. Noah, let us know if I got that right. <laughs> but I... <laughs> freedom, yes. It is whatever you think it is. So we'll just go with that. Yeah, it's your time now. It really is. Uh, it's funny that you start talking about my Christmas present because... Uh, on Friday, the Lord started talking to me about my Christmas present. And I said, Lord, it's a little early. Not that I didn't want it. It's just surprising. Usually it's toward the last two weeks of the year. And he said, I want you to know that you need to do what's in your heart and it's time to dream again. And so I felt like that that was a corporate word uh, that will kind of, kind of weave through what I'm talking about this morning. But our time is now. Your time is now. And whatever the past season is, whatever yesterday was, that is yesterday. Today is now. And we need to really start thinking about now and forward, not now and yesterday. You know, my favorite scripture lately is, is Ephesians. Paul saying, I'm, I'm forgetting what is behind me and I'm pressing forward. We got to press forward and break off the things that are trying to contend with us, hold us back and keep us from moving into this season that Pastor Gene, as a prophet, just released over the house. And if you don't believe what the prophet says, you will not receive the prophet's reward. That was a big scripture in 2020 out of 1 Chronicles 20. Believe the prophets. We've got to believe what the prophetic is releasing in order to see what God is doing, not only corporately, but in our own personal lives. I need everybody to agree with that. I know that there is contention among what the prophetic words uh, have been said, what have been spoken, what has been released. And what we have to do is we have to pray. We have to seek God. <clears throat> we have to inquire of him because we all know in part, we don't have the whole peace. And sometimes you may hear a prophetic word that lasts an hour long and you realize there is a part for today that just took 55 minutes to get to. So, so we need to learn to zone in on what God is saying through the hearts of his people. So I've been praying about 2024. I've been praying about it for months now because uh, I feel like God wants us to be prepared for what is to come. And those are the things I'm going to talk about this morning because all of us need to be fully activated as we move into this new year. And it's the year of the open door. You know, you've heard that talked about. But if there's an open door, somebody's got to walk through it. We can't look at an open door and be like, oh, that's great. 
Somebody will tell me what's on the other side of it because right now I'm kind of cool where I am. No, God says you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm going to put some fire under you so you can run on through because it, it is. This is, this, is a, this is a huge shift uh, in the kingdom right now. We're, we're going through a huge shift. And I'm going to give kind of a macro of the big picture view. But the Lord has been speaking to me about the shaking that will occur in 2024. And um, he wants us to be involved in the shaking. He wants us to be shakers. Y'all remember the old shakers? You know, they're out shaking out in the woods because the spirit of the Lord was on them. He's looking for those kind of shakers that will just not only shake because the spirit of the Lord is so on you, but will shake what is conformity, what is culture in order to break down that so we can move in to the next. And you've got to be willing to break it down. You've got to be part of it. Uh, one of my big scriptures for the last couple of months has been Proverbs 25, 5. And this is out of the Passion Translation. The NIV or New King James, whatever you read, says the same thing. But this just makes it a little clearer. It says, and if you purge corruption from the kingdom, that's what God is doing now. He is purging corruption. We need to recognize that he's purging corruption, even though maybe all we hear or see is about corruption. The fact is God is purging corruption. So if you purge corruption from the kingdom, a king's reign will be established in righteousness. There is a move of righteousness across our nation that God, our king, is establishing for us. But in order for righteousness to rule, then the corruption has to be removed. And God right now is removing corruption. And we're going to agree with what God is doing. We're not going to agree with what we see that looks like corruption. We're going to agree and declare the word of God that says you are removing corruption so righteousness can reign in this hour. I'm telling you guys this, when, when Pastor Gene talked about there's a, a battle that's going to come with it, part of the battle is contending. Part of the battle is believing the word of God, contending for it, even though it hasn't manifested the way you thought it should or the, the way you think it should. We've got to believe the word of the Lord. We have to contend for what it says. You know, if it says that there's corruption in the house, then God, your word says that you are removing corruption. So that corruption has to go because it has to come into alignment with what the word of God says and what he's doing in this hour. So we have to be prepared to be the ones that are going to be part of the shaking. We're going to be part of the removal of the corruption. Yeah, say, that's me. I'm going to remove corruption. That's my new job. It is. It's our new job. And it's going to be, it's going to be intertwined in what we're doing now. And you're like, God, I've already got a job. He's like, yeah, but I'm adding on to your job duties. Your responsibility is beginning to expand right now. Whether it's the job in your family, whether it's the job in a workplace, whether it's the job in your neighborhood, God wants to expand your responsibilities to be a shaker, to break down the corruption that stands in the way of his kingdom righteousness reigning in this hour. That is good, isn't it? It's a God thing. 
That's why it's good. It's God, right? I want to read this other scripture out of Proverbs 16 that kind of goes with this. It says, it's an abomination for kings to commit wickedness. So for every leader that we see committing wickedness, we know that it's an abomination against God. So what do we declare? That they're either going to have to get saved or get removed. That is our declaration. Because it's an abomination to God. For a throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of kings. And they love him who speak what is right. That is our job. Our job is to speak righteousness. It is to speak what is right. And even if a wicked king's involved, the words that are righteous out of our tongue can change the heart of a hardened king. And if he doesn't change, then God can remove that king and put someone else in who wants to hear the words of the righteous, right? 2024, this is what we're going to see. And we may not know it all, but what's going to happen is you're going to be like, oh, I can't believe that CEO of Big Whoopity Doo Company resigned. It's because God is removing the wicked out of the way so the righteous can reign. And he's looking for righteous voices, which is every one of us. Each one of us is a righteous voice. We're not a voice of, uh, of contention and anger. You know, sometimes when we get in the world, we begin to look like the world because we're provoked by what the world is doing with the wrong answer. We should be giving the words of righteousness, the words of peace, the words of wisdom, the words of counsel, instead of engaging in verbal battles that get us nowhere but frustration and disrupt our spirit. Someone was just telling me, uh, oh, I think it was Sharon just talking about, you know, all of a sudden her peace began to leave her because there was discord in the place. So when your peace begins to live, leave you, you've got to turn to the only one who can give you peace in order to release something different to break what is happening in the atmosphere that's happening in the flesh. So he's looking for us and he, this is, this is going to be the new thing. He's going to set you in a position to be a shaker, to release righteousness in this hour. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to quit your job and you're going to have a new role. But what's going to happen is the favor of the Lord is going to move you to a place where your voice is heard where it wasn't heard before. And there is, I want you to be expectant of this happening. That when there is something that is not right, God will give you favor to speak into it in order to change the heart. And if they don't change, that's their choice. But we have done what God has called us to do, to be the lips of the righteous released to the leaders. Yes, God is good. I had two dreams and both of them were about this type of thing. Uh, one of them was about, I, I was sharing them with Matt the other day. One of them was about, um, let's see, which one do I want to share first? Uh, one of them was about that I had moved to Georgia for two years. I forgot to tell Chuck. But I'm back. I'm back. But I moved to Georgia for two years. But I was doing counterintelligence 
in the political arena. So when I came back, we were having strategy meetings of how to bring Georgia and Florida back into alliance under God. Okay. So think about this. Now, you know, I'm not moving to Georgia for two years and all that, but it is a sign. It is a symbol of what God is doing, that he's moving us into a place where we can do reconnaissance for him in order to bring breakthrough in alliances so that his kingdom can be moved forward. And, and just think about, I mean, think about your next door neighbors. Think about, you know, think about your sphere of influence, the places that you go. Ask God to use you as the righteous voice, as the shaker for, for a business that needs to have breakthrough, that needs to have uh, an outpouring of God's goodness into their business, into your business, into the place that you work. Uh, the other dream was about um, um, something. Yeah, I forgot what it was. It's here. I just can't. I just can't seem to find it. Um, it's coming. Yeah, maybe Matt remembers what it was. Oh, the second dream was about. Oh, this and this is what I feel like. This is the word for us today: is that God is moving us into positions, appointments, where we have no qualification for, but we're in it. Because the favor of the Lord is on us. So I want you guys to really pray into that. God, move me into an appointment, a position where it's not because I'm qualified. It's because I'm anointed. Because the favor of the Lord, that was part of the word that Pastor Gene just gave us this morning. There's impartations coming. And it's not just for our own uh, uh engagement, but it's for an engagement and then a release to other people. So ask the Lord, what is the position you want me in? Or am I already in it and don't even recognize it? Where I'm in a favored position where I am not really qualified in the dream. I didn't have the education to, uh, you know, nobody wants a biblical education in a political arena. <laughs> and so that, that was part of the contention over me moving into this position. But the opposition put down their guard because I helped them solve a problem they didn't have. So I was confirmed without an issue. It was just the favor of God. That's what I feel like. We're going to be put in a position that is the truly the favor of God. You're going to be like, I have no idea why I'm here. But all I know is that God's got something for me. And what he's got for me is going to bring breakthrough for the people he's positioned me to. So uh, I, I think we can't go into 2024 saying it's a wonderful life. We're going to go into 2024 saying, bring it. I'm ready. You've positioned me. You've favored me. I'm anointed for whatever you've got. So allow your favor to bring breakthrough to the places you bring me into. And, and let us watch the, 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 uh, the, the building, the, the mending of, of arenas that have been in opposition. For me, it was the Georgia-Florida political base. They're in opposition. And God was showing me there's a mending coming to opposition that we can't even believe. It is impossible for those to be mended. But only God can bring a mending to something that is so, dumb, so, uh, uh, so uh, distant from each other. So know that God's going to bring some mending, even, you know, as Jim was talking about families, he's going to bring some mending 
that are in direct opposition that only God could do because it is totally impossible. You've prayed, you've declared, you've tried to reason, you've tried to twist their arm, you've tried fighting with them, you've tried everything. (laughs) Every fleshless thing, every spirit thing, everything in between. But God's saying, I'm going to make the impossible possible. I'm going to move in a way where you're going to know and they're going to know it's only God. It's only God. So I don't think we, I think we need to be more concerned in this hour praying into uh, what's my assignment and be willing to let some things go from the past. You know, there may be things that you did last week that in 2024, God's going to say, that's not going to be viable for you anymore. You're going to need to let that go. So you'll have some space and room to move into this. So I think it's time for all of us to kind of evaluate what we're doing and ask God, what do you want to keep? What do you want to let go of? Because I want to have space and time to be able to move with you. So I want to share one other little part of this. Uh, I listened to a, a teaching, I think it was last week or the week before, by Lance Wow Now. Wow Now. Wow Now. Wow Now. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, it was really, really good, but it's, it's very long. It's a couple hours long, but there was one piece that I re- that really spoke to me about this. And he talked about being the micro church. And it was interesting because it's not in the framework of that, you know, that we've heard before, but he was talking about how God is developing the micro church, which are two or three more who will agree for a change. In businesses, in in churches, you know, we're, we're going to agree for a change in the church, in the body of Christ, that there's going to be a reviving of our hearts toward Jesus, toward the word of God and what it says. But he talked about having micro churches, two or three in a in a business, in in a school, in a, what he calls the seven mountains. If you haven't heard, you can Google that, but the mountains of arts, entertainment, uh, business, government, family, church, and education. Uh, and how, if you can find someone within your sphere of influence to agree, just one other person, you become the micro church for that sphere, for your area of responsibility. And if we can all begin to infiltrate our neighborhoods, whatever it is, we're going to agree for our neighborhood to be saved. We're going to agree that every person on our street, across the street, up and down the street from us, is going to be saved. And when two or more agree, it will be done in his name. So in our agreement with that, it, it God uses it to transform what we're agreeing. Amen. And that, you know, we, we, we think... We need to quit thinking about the old ways of doing things. They were good in a season. I was talking to, uh, went over and saw uh, Josh's mom and dad, and they were talking about how we used to all go knock on doors. Well, if we knocked on doors now, they'd probably shoot us. You know, there's, there's not that flexibility in neighborhoods. There's no soliciting. There's no this. There's no that. You can't even get in the gate. <laughs> you know, if you sneak in, then you get arrested. I mean, it's, you know. So what worked before is not working the same way. So God, what is your strategy to break down the walls in my neighborhood, in my company, in whatever it is, in order to 
transform, let the micro church be established in that arena. I know, uh, you know, somebody we know is hiring all Christians and, and establishing a, a, uh, a micro church in the organization so that as they, it, they're uh, international. So as they go out, the micro church is being sent out to the international sector. So, you know, just think about that. They, they establishing two or three who can agree with what the kingdom wants to bring in order to transform where God is sending the kingdom through them. And that, I'm telling you, this is 2024. And, uh, you know, if you think about the Bible, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Lance used Daniel as an example of being a micro church in Babylon. Because he had him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The four of them transformed Nebuchadnezzar, transformed Darius. I mean, they were, the four of them became the transforming work, the micro church of the time for Babylon. So if you think about it, God changes the hearts of leaders because the church has infiltrated their influence. And we don't have to worry about whether God puts someone in position that is saved or not saved. God can use anyone. He can use anyone. And uh, sometimes we get in a little box that only a person in charge or in leadership, they have to be saved. That's the only way it's going to work. Well, that so limits God's capacity to use someone who doesn't even believe in him. And I was thinking, I was thinking about this a lot today because I, we were having a talk about it the other day, uh, somebody in here about, you know, how's this going to work if they're not saved? We were talking about the presidency and the elections coming up. And I'm like, you know, look at Cyrus. Ezra won. Cyrus freed the Israelites from captivity and sent them to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem, a pagan king. So we can trust that if we do what God has called us to do, if we step into this shaking season, if we step into this micro church thought process, that if I can get someone to agree with me like Esther and Mordecai, it was the two of them that agreed that brought Haman down who was going to destroy the Jews. We don't need a zillion people. We just need to agree with who God's given us and do what he's called us to do to transform the area he's given us responsible for. He's given us responsibility for that is the sphere he's put us into. We can be a cashier at Publix and find somebody else at Publix to agree with us and transform the Publix, Walmart, Target, our neighborhoods, our families. So we, we don't need as many people as we think we do. We just need to agree with what God's plan and he will align us with the people that he has for us to agree with. So what does that really mean to us? 
how do you apply this to your life? To your life, 2024. And I'm going to give you, we're going to read a couple of scriptures and then we're going to talk, talk about ap- application, 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 because I like to apply. Genesis 12, 1. And we uh, are pretty familiar with Abraham's story. So Abram leaves everything. It says, uh, Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. So here is God's promise to Abraham. What is God's promise to you? Just, just food for thought. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And you and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Well, this, is a, this definitely is part of our promise from God. This is a biblical promise to us from God. But what is your promise from God? That's something I want you to think about because we have to start pressing in to what God has spoken to us and not get discouraged by the lack of results that we think we should have because we know that God is working behind the scenes all the time. We know that he's working on stuff and then all of a sudden you're like, how did that happen? And God's been lining people up, getting them in the right order, getting you to the right position. So all of this could happen to fulfill the promise he's given you. But uh, the first thing I want you guys to think about, he tells Abram, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to what I basically to what I've shown you. And this is what I'm going to do for you. I want you guys to really evaluate where you are and evaluate what you're doing. And ask the Lord, do I continue on or do I move on and leave it behind? Because there are things that we do just out of habit. You know, we've done it for years. I know for in the, I don't know when it was, mid-2000s, I started doing positive words. I probably did it for 10 years. And then one day I woke up and God was like, might be about done with that. But I don't, you know, you just do it. I post them every, every day. You know, you just do it. You do it and it becomes so ingrained in what you do. It's just a natural part. This morning I woke up and I felt like the Lord said, we're not going to do what you normally do. What I want you to do is, um, you know, I usually write the dreams out because I'm still on a dream binge right now. But uh, he said, I want you to just pray in the spirit for 30 minutes. I'm like, okay. So I put on my little soaking music and I just prayed in the spirit for 30 minutes. And that's when I got a vision that Gene had a word. I'm like, okay, God. And he's like, I want you to kind of let the grip go of the things that you're so used to doing just out of habit and out of norm and just seek me in the morning. Lord, what do you want to do this morning? What do you have for this morning? You know, what it's like getting my Christmas present early. I'm like, wait a minute. It's not time for it yet. Could you wait a minute? He's like, just write it down. (laughs) But I'm used to, we get used to a structure. We get used to a norm. and, And I feel like God wants us to evaluate what we do and ask him, does it all go into the new year with us? Just like Abram, he had to. Leave what was familiar to him so he could move forward. 
Now, I'm not asking you to leave your families or move out of the country or anything, but, but I, I am asking you to really seriously evaluate where you are and what you're doing because he obeyed God. And his obedience, even through the challenges that he faced, the division with Lot, having to go save Lot a couple of times. How many times? You have to go save your relatives a couple of times, right? Whether it's a, whether it's a Venmo transfer or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> we don't usually have to go fight the war, but, you know, sometimes it comes in different ways. But, you know, through all he went through, he was faithful to God, even though there were things we would look at and like, well, gave Sarah, you know, away twice. Nebuchadnezzar, not Nebuchadnezzar, uh, Abimelech and the Pharaoh. But you know what? That's not the part God remembers. That was just a part of his journey. So we need to make sure that where we've had missteps, it's not a part of our now. It was just a part of the journey that we were on as we were going and that our missteps or our mistakes or our just downright yucky sin doesn't become the ball and chain that keeps us from moving forward into this new season, keeps us from feeling disqualified. Uh, one other scripture we're going to look at, and then I want to give you a couple other little things. Hebrews 11, 8 through 12. Do you ever start looking through the Bible and then you realize you forget where that, where that book is? <laughs> I'm like, where am I in here? Okay, <laughs> Hebrews uh, 11 uh, verse 8, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed. I want you to say, I will obey. When he was called out to go to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, because when we obey, we will receive the inheritance that God has planned for us. And he went out not knowing where he was going. How many of you feel like you're not sure where you're going, but you know you're going somewhere? We may not have all the details of it, but we understand that the Spirit of God that dwells in us has already prepared our spirit for where he's taken us. And he'll let our mind know when we need to know. Half of our battle sometimes is battling with what the Spirit has already prepared us to do, but our mind can't comprehend the move. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Some, we, are, we know we're in a foreign country, but there is a uh, familiar land to come. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So I want to stop there for a minute because I want to focus on this word, whose builder and maker is God. I know he's talking about, you know, eternity. He's talking about more than this. But what I want you to understand is right now there's a builder and a maker named God, called God, that is trying to shake loose the, uh, the corruption, the evil, the, uh, the disproportionate uh, view of, of the world, he's trying to shake that loose so that the glory of God can be seen in our nation and across our world. And he needs us to be the shakers on that. He needs us to be obedient to whatever he's called us to do in order to shake loose the corrupt king so the righteous can move in. 
you guys are going to be surprised about the level of righteousness we're going to see. It will be out of a war, but it will be a war that we will be victorious in. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who has promised. He is faithful to what he's promised you to. It says in one of the other versions, it says, and Sarah had the power to conceive because of who God is, even though she was unable. We have the power to conceive and birth the promise that God has given us, even though we may think we are past the point of receiving what he's promised. And if we feel like we're past the point of receiving what we promised, then we need to repent. We need to ask God to forgive us because God is not an unfaithful God. And even though our circumstances may make us feel that's a soul, that's a soul issue, that's not a spirit issue, make us feel like it's never going to happen. The spirit has given us the promise. So we need to repent from our soul thoughts, our soul emotions, repent, ask God to forgive us and turn back to the word. You can pick up Hebrews. You can pick up, you know, Genesis. We just read. You can pick up Ephesians because it will give you the verbiage to declare the promises of God alive within us and know that they will manifest before us. So if there's any of that, we just need to repent from it because God is going to shift you into a place of influence and favor. And he wants you to go with a confidence knowing that he has called you. He has anointed you. As Pastor Gene said, there's going to be impartation released to you. And he has positioned you for the season that he has you in right now. And, uh, you know, I even feel... I even felt like there's going to be promotions coming. There's going to be people offering you opportunities and you're like, why? And it's not really why it's like who, because the why is not important to when the who moves in to move you. Right? So, uh, this is 2024. It's going to look like it's going to be ugly and awful, but God's saying, look up. Whom do my eyes behold? Who do we look for? We look for Jesus, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. And so even though it may look like it's ugly out there, and it is, I mean, you know, compared to what we want, but God is saying, I want to shake loose the ugly and release the righteous and it's going to come through you. And he's looking for a yes from his people. He's looking for those who say, you know what? I can get rid of this or I can get rid of that or I don't have to do this anymore. I want to move into that position that you have. Or if I'm already there, open my eyes to it because obviously I'm not recognizing it. Open my eyes to it so I can see clearly what you want me to do for this person you've put me in front of, for the uh, leadership that you've called me to influence, for my boss that sits next to me that cusses and screams and, and yells at everybody on the phone. Has anybody ever had a boss like that? I had a boss one time that she came to work drunk every day, so she would just sleep on the table. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, this gonna... but you know, <laughs> and then uh, uh, her her clients would call and we're like, uh, awesome. I'm sure we can take care of that. 
if we can just get her awake. But, you know, we all have people that that present challenges to us. So God, what is the answer? How do I influence them that will turn their hearts towards you? And I'm not saying they're going to believe in you, but what I'm going to say is they're going to enact your, uh, uh, your, whatever it's called. They're going to do what you want them to do, whether they believe or not, which will transform a whole arena. So think about what you've been doing this year. Ask the Lord if he wants you to continue doing it. Think about who's your micro church. Who's your person? You know, for our neighborhood, Chuck and I are our people. We are our micro church, right? For our family, we are our micro church. You know, for my business, you know, who's, who's, who's partnering with me to help me move that forward? You know, it depends on which business I'm working with. Who's partnering with you in the things that God has you doing that is becoming your micro church? That's going to agree. You're going to agree. You're going to declare God's word. You're going to see breakthrough in the leadership. You're going to see breakthrough in whatever the arena is in your family. You're going to see breakthrough where you teach. You're just going to see breakthrough because you've found someone to agree with you. Someone to be the representation of God where two or more come together to agree, to pray, and to transform what is going against what God is going to accomplish in this season. Amen. Amen. Okay. I think that's it. So uh, get ready. It's a lot. You can listen to it online because sometimes it comes in speed preaching. <laughs> so you can listen to it online, but I would encourage you to do that because if you'll go through the process of just kind of getting with God and evaluating and letting him guide you, you'll what will happen is you'll begin to see and where the influence is that you might not even realize you have that much influence. Amen. So if you guys stand, let me pray for you. And I guess I'll pray for lunch too, because we're going to have lunch. Uh, if anybody didn't bring anything, that's fine. We've always got plenty and uh, it's always good because God is good, right? So Lord, uh, we want to be the shakers. We not only want to be the shakers with our relationship with you, that just being able to handle more power, more authority, just the impartations, all of those things in the spiritual, we want a, a well of that so we can be a shaker in the natural for our families, for our businesses, for our neighborhoods, for our friends. Uh, so God, just show us what do we need to continue on with? Is there things we need to get rid of? Who, who is partnering with us to make the transformation, to, to shake loose the corruption so that the righteous can reign? Uh, so Lord, we want to be part of the righteous reigning in this hour. God, I just thank you that even, uh, you know, we're just going to declare together the government is going to shake and we're going to see the rotten apples fall. So that the ripe, succulent fruit that you have will reign in our nation. And so, Lord, we declare together that that is going to occur. We, we agree with the word that Pastor Jean has released. And we say yes and amen, Lord. Um, we're going to see the activation and the manifestation of that word as we pray, as we contend, as we open ourselves up to receive a fuller measure that you have for us, God. So, God, just thank you that 2024 is going to be an exciting year. I just release, I impart 
for uh, Christmas presents to everyone from you, Lord, that their eyes will be open, their ears will hear the words that you have for them. But Lord, we just declare now that 2024 will be remembered as a reign from corruption to righteousness. And that we will end the year saying, oh, the glory of his God has been displayed in a way that we never thought of we see. That Isaiah 60 will rise up across our nation, across our world, and see the glory of the Lord. We'll, we'll see wealth transfer. We'll, we'll see sons and daughters coming back home. We'll see the highway of holiness being released. We'll, we'll see things that we never thought we'd seen was seen before because even of the um, release of the miracles that, that Pastor Jean has released today. So God, we just thank you that this is a season that our hearts can be glad that our, uh, our, our minds can be filled with great expectation because the exploits of the Lord will be displayed for all to see. And we just bring you all the glory, Lord. We're excited for you, Jesus, to be uh, highlighted and, and, and displayed among all. So just love you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.